Today, we've got a very unique seller. He sold over $10 million over the last couple of years, has 60 products in over 10 marketplaces, and launches a new product every month. Guess how many employees he has? Zero. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Black Box by Helium 10 houses the largest database of Amazon products and keywords in the world outside of Amazon itself. We have over 2 billion products and many millions more keywords from different Amazon marketplaces, from USA to Australia to Germany and more. Use our powerful filters to search through this database for pockets of opportunity that you might want to get into with your first or next product to sell on Amazon. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash black box. Don't forget, you can save 10% off for life on Helium 10 by using our special code SSP10. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And from the other side of the world, we've got a serious seller here that is joining us for the first time on the show. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself since it's your first time on the show. Yeah, hi, uh, my name is Sapnil and I'm from India. Uh, been selling on Amazon from the year 2014 and uh, as a full-time from last four years. So, okay. yeah. Is that, were you born and raised in uh, India? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what part? Uh, Rajasthan, Jodhpur. Okay. All right, and have you lived all your life there, um, or have you moved around at all? Yeah, so uh, when I was like 19 years old, I went to New Delhi, like for my university for five years, and then right right now I'm like kind of digital nomad, so I don't really live here anymore, but just maybe like two three months a year, uh, just to visit my family because my family still live here. Okay, well, what did you go to a uh, university for? Uh, I did law. So I you wanted to be a lawyer? In, yeah, yeah. So uh, I did law for five years, and uh, I specialize in intellectual property rights. How does one go from five years studying law, and then mm. all of a sudden e-commerce? It's not 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 no, a natural transition there. No, I was doing part time. Like uh, other than focusing at university, I was working as well all my university years. In, in e-commerce? Yes, yes. I was selling on Amazon from 2014. And, oh, yeah, okay. so, and and uh, I did. Uh, well, how, well, how did that happen, though? Because like, that, that's still not typical. It's not like, oh, OK, yeah, uh, during the day, I'm going to study law. During the night, I'm going to sell on Amazon. I mean, I mean, like, especially in 2014, where when hardly anybody was doing it. So how did how did Amazon even get on your radar? So even before Amazon, I was doing uh, a lot of other platforms like eBay. And there are some other local uh, marketplaces like traders, shop clothes. So, and you know, in 2013, Amazon entered in India, but uh, in 2014, they opened for everyone. And I knew that Amazon is a really big e-commerce company and I should be there. And yeah, so, but uh, like, even before I went to university, I was making, you know, some money, like some doing some other stuff, like uh, flipping goods from off online to on offline. Uh, so, so, so like, of you've always been like, kind of like I had an entrepreneurial mindset in one of those yeah, from yeah, early yeah. age. You, trying to make some extra okay now it's making a little bit more a uh, little bit more sense okay and then th things started getting bigger so that when you graduated from university you, you, did you just go full-time into uh into e-commerce then 
Yeah. So that that time, like for me, the money was pretty a big motivation thing. So in my first year of the university, I wasn't sure how how much I would be making as a lawyer. But on the second and third year, I got to know from my seniors and like what is the actual situation. And I realized that, man, like um, I need to put like at least 10 years in law if I really want to make some serious money in this field. Now, back in 2014, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming you were selling an Amazon USA? No, I just did in India. That's where I Amazon started. India was, was active in 2014? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, but it, it, it was very new. It was really new. Uh, they didn't what were you doing, reselling a, or private label? Yeah, so I was just doing reselling. I used to buy a lot of okay. stuff from USA, uh, mainly from Amazon.com, and then selling in Amazon India. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. At what year did you first hit the uh, seven figures? Yeah, 2021, yes. 2021, okay. And yeah. at that point, were you 100% private label or were you still doing like some reselling and things? I was doing both. And uh, like, I feel like, uh, so in 2020, uh, I launched a lot of private label products. During all the, like, you know, during the first lockdown, I was just focusing on all the products launches I will be making, doing product research. And uh, my first product has really contributed a lot for my private label journey. Like I started with one product and in just matter You're of, still selling that product now? Uh, not anymore because the demand is okay, pretty Okay, can low. you tell us what it is then? Yeah, sure. I can show. Go ahead and send me the link over in the chat and let me pull it up on my screen. Let's see here. Okay, I see what this is. Uh, let's pull it up here so everybody else can see. There we go. All right, so this is like um, like a USB capture card. I'm looking at yeah. here, and, and how how did you find this? Like, how did you even decide that this was going to be your product? You just got it randomly, or what? So for me, like uh, one of the criteria to search the product is uh, checking the new launches of my competitor, or and see like you know, if I can have that same product in a very less turnaround and can you know enjoy the party. So yeah. that's uh, what like, I mainly do. And during that time, I saw like a lot of people were seeing, selling this product, but they were doing MFF. Like they were not doing fulfilled by Amazon. And uh, like even though the product demand was there, but uh, they were, I don't know why they didn't did FPA. And I knew one thing, like as soon as I will do this FPA, the product doesn't have any, like, you know, any of my computer doesn't have a lot of reviews. And if I will do uh, fulfilled by Amazon, then I can you know, sell a lot of goods as well. Yeah. So, and so how many, yeah. how many at the peak, like how many units of this were you selling a month mm, or a I day was selling or whatever like, is easy? So I was selling like in a month, I was selling more than um, 1500 units in India. Wow. Wow. In, in Amazon, India. Uh, and in yeah. a few years ago. Okay. All right. So, and so then you're like, okay, wow. Yeah. This is, this is definitely better than reselling or I have to get a little bit and stuff. You could just, well, did you manuf- Did you get it from China or did you get it from there in India? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. I got through some of the suppliers in China. Yeah, okay. but the the best thing about this product is not just selling, but the margin I had. <laughs> so I was buying this product like for five dollars and uh, was selling for like this product for around forty dollars. Wow, very nice. Yeah, um, so that has- and especially in India, you're still living in India, that the money goes even farther. 
uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. How, so, how, how long until you bought your parents a house? Um, uh, so I bought the, like, you know, as soon as my business started picking up in during COVID, my family was already super excited. So they already finalized, you know, like, don't wow. worry about being a lawyer anymore. No, forget that. You know, like, Hey, this Amazon <laughs> is good. Huh? Okay. Yeah. But that uh, like, you know, I, I definitely, I was in a bit of stress situation. It's a really sure. big thing, you know? So, but that stress really motivated me to push myself further and okay. you know, focusing every small details of my finance, my product. So, yeah. It was a stress, but at the same time, I I was able to, you know, do better in those situations. So 2021 hit that 1 million mark. Uh, h- how much did you sell last year in 2022? Uh, I did 5.4 million. I mean, w- getting to 1 million is, is impressive enough. How did you go from 1 million to 5 million just in, in one year? Uh, were you just launching tons of products or you had some products go viral? Uh, were you launching to other marketplaces? How, how did you increase so fast? So, like, I was doing some international markets before, in and out, like, you know, kind of drop shipping back in 2018 in UK and some EU market also in USA, but it was not like, you know, full time or doing throughout the year. Sometimes my accounts were also suspended because of drop shipping. But back in uh, 2021, I started again focusing on the international markets, but still was not doing like a full-fledged business. And back in like 2022, I expanded my business in a very serious manner, like in whole of EU, UK, uh, Canada, USA. I know everything how to do and everything because I had a lot of experience. And also in 2020, I did uh, my business in Australia as well. So that has really helped me a lot, uh, you know, like provided me enough money uh, to expand in those other markets. Uh, Yeah. So that was one of the things like really helped me. And like I was just using my suppliers, which uh, I'm already using in India. And I know that whatever I would be selling the same product in USA, I would be doing 10x more at least. So that has changed a lot. Yeah, and also, uh, I, I my negotiation skill really helped me because a lot of my suppliers started giving me credit, and I utilized those that credit in a very efficient manner. Like, yeah, you get loan, and if you just spend on yourself, then it's not a good idea. But if you utilize pretty well in the business, then definitely it helps. So that's what helped me in twenty twenty two. Okay, all right now. Uh, it's you know coming up. Uh, we're now here in Q4 in 2023. Are you going to do better than last year? Same, worse? Uh, what do you think you're going to end up with this year? So this year it would be exactly the same what I did last year because uh, situation has changed a lot this year. Firstly, I'm like I'm traveling whole of this year, and it's just uh, maybe like 40, 50 days I was in India. Other than that, I was traveling full time. <laughs> I was just uh, came like uh, three, four days ago for uh, from like a four month of trip. I was in North and South America. So this year I was like uh, pretty relaxed. And also a lot of things happened at Amazon as well. So Amazon is, uh, uh, things are really not smooth at Amazon. So trying to fix those things as well. All right. So now you've, um, you've, 
got this five, six million dollar business. You're traveling, enjoying yourself, not working like, uh, you know, a hundred hours a week. So you must have 20 employees uh, supporting you, huh? Oh, not at all. (laughs) How many total employees Uh, have you had the last few years? Um, so in India, I just had one accountant and one person who manages, and then there is one guy from at warehouse. That's it in India. But I never had any employee anywhere else. Uh, even though my Indian business is not even like seven percent, if I compare to my last year's uh, sales revenue, my Indian business was just seven percent. But uh, for dress ninety three percent revenue, I never had any employee. So for your Amazon USA business and in Europe. You have z- yeah. zero employees, just you. Yes, yes. Well, so, so I mean, uh, people listening to this might might ask a question. Well, like, maybe that makes sense. You know, like, if, if you're working, like, 90 hours a week and have no life and, and just stay in your basement and, and work all day. But <laughs> how in the world do you scale a business so much? And, and you're the one who has to answer the customer service. You're the one who has to find the products. You're the one who has to uh, do the keyword research. You're the one who has to make the listing. You're the one who has to fight with Amazon if customer support, if something happens. How in the world can you run a five, six million dollar business just by yourself and not even working really full time? So the one of the best thing with Amazon is their FP model. So a lot of customer don't, you know, reach out to you if they have any issues with the delivery and all this stuff. And that is one of the reasons why customer, you know, contact to the seller at first place, other than the warranty and all the stuff. And also I was doing a lot of reselling as well in U.S. market. So the brand has to take care of those stuff. So a lot of time was saved for sure. Um, yeah. So and uh, I had really good partners, for example, with the logistic thing. Uh, I have a really nice uh, shipping agent and that really like, you know, eases my work a lot. Just okay. sending the details of the labels and everything and just telling where to ship, which market. They take care of everything. So for me, the main goal was just to like, you know, how, what I can do to improve my revenue. And also sometimes I used to use some freelancers if I was not really good with something. So, yeah, okay. that's it. Uh, yeah, and so, so, so how many marketplaces now are you in? So right now Roughly? I'm in... You, USA, Canada, UK, whole of EU, UAE, Japan, Australia, India. But uh, so more than ten marketplaces, uh, probably. Yeah. And and are yeah. you selling the same products uh, across the board, or or like some products are only sold in EU, or some products only in USA? Each market is different. For example, in India, I can sell mostly a lot of products, but uh, not uh, very high-end products, and which are technical. Each country, the situation is really different. Sometimes there is a really low, like maybe a local company who is doing really good and have a lot of reviews, and maybe you don't have any kind of competitive advantage. Even though I will try, I will push, try to push. So. For me, it's more like uh, market-specific strategies because uh, not uh, all markets are same and every market is completely different. Okay. Now, uh, what's your what's your process like? Like, How many products are you launching? Or, or actually, until now, active 
approximately how many SKUs, different SKUs. You know, like if you're selling the same one product in USA and Canada and Europe, just count that as one. Mm -hmm. but, but just roughly, are we talking like, you know, 20 SKUs in all marketplaces, 100, 300, like roughly, what do you think? So like uh, beginning of this year, I was also doing a lot of reselling, but now uh, I'm not doing business with one of the company I used to do. And that has definitely contributed a lot to my last year's revenue, but um, things have changed. Uh, so, so private label then, how, yeah, how many SKUs are you doing? Um, so currently I'm launching like every month at least one new product in private label. Okay. And uh, so, and some, I also take off the old, you know, which are not really performing really nice and not worth my efforts or the, you know, margin is shrinking a lot. So I just cut off, you know, those products. So right now, maybe like uh, 60, 70 products. 60 or 70 products. All right. Walk me through, uh, have in mind your last product you launched. Like what, what? when was the last product you launched? This month? Last month? So have one product in mind. Do you have it in mind? Mm -hmm. You got it in mind? Ready? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, was it July that you launched it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yes. That one product you have in mind. What month did you discover it? Or what month were you like, all right, this is what I'm going to plan to launch? Are we talking January, last mm -hmm. year? You know, yeah. what was it? Spring? When, when was it? So in April and May, I was in China. And I was looking around some products. And then I found some a product which is doing good in the U.S. market. And I contacted some suppliers. When I was in China, I visited the factory. So it was in May. In the month of May, but I started which which came first? You found the product, or like you found the idea in China, or you had done some research when you were still in the USA and then went to China. Which which one was first? Sometimes you know uh, because of some advertisement or anything. If I find, uh, uh -huh. I just keep on like you know at least uh, every day when I'm doing product research, I spend at least one hour on Amazon just browsing and doing really nothing checking what's okay. going on and if I can add something value on that product. So then I just found one product and uh, I was doing more and more research and then seeing uh -huh. like, I, I do check like, you know, if any, any product is launched recently and the rank is going crazy, it means this product could be a potential. So this is one of yeah. the reason. And then to validate, I check the data, how much volume it sells in a month, and uh, well, uh, was, other than that, what are you looking for? Like, are you checking how many do you have like a limit? Like, oh, no, there's already 30 people selling this. So it's too late. Or, or like, what, what's your what are some criteria that you're looking for when you're doing your validation? So I check if uh, this product is really advanced, then how the product, you know, like uh, before generation did. For example, like which was not that innovative enough it was a basic product, but how much that product was doing. How much is the reviews for that product? Is it really, really uh -huh. established? And do I have chances of getting success or not? So I do check all these things and I also do the search result. How much is the search volume for this particular product? And to check whether this product is seasonal or not. So, okay. Yeah, the, so so then you things. did all that with this product. And mm -hmm. then your next step was you actually went to China to like check some suppliers for it or, or what was the next step after you're like, you know what, this looks really good. It passes my test. Mm. What was the next step for you? So I was already in China during those time in April and May. And okay. uh, I felt like uh, visiting the factories and 
you know, it's a really good idea rather than just chatting them. Yeah. So I visited factory and uh, I did all the customization with them. And uh, yeah, so ordered like, you know, I can also negotiate better. For example, they gave me a price for 10,000 units, but I said, hey, uh, it's a new launch. And, you know, then I tried to get the same price for like maybe four or 5,000 units. And I, at the same time, I make sure that if this product is not really doing good or it's very new in already UK or EU market, then I make sure that I launch the same product in all, across the marketplaces all at once. And so this one product like, that you launched in July, the one that you have in mind, was that only yeah. for USA or was that one that you had uh, uh, launched in other places? Yeah, I, at the same time, I also launched in UK and EU for that product. Okay. Um, uh, on the subject of suppliers, have you ever had issue with your suppliers where they sell your product to other people? Oh, a lot of suppliers do that. A lot of, if not that, then so other, how, how do you handle that? That is one of the reason like why a lot of my products don't have a long life, long life okay. in, in case like, uh, you, you know, like the, people do a lot of drop shipping, like TikTok sure. products and Instagram really, you may see. So most of my products are also related to that as well. Not all, but at least 30% of the product. So I sell it. The trend is going on. And yes, then uh, eventually the trend die as well. So it's not yeah. like uh, I can sell the same product for another 10 years as well. Interesting. Yeah. So you, so you don't get really emotionally attached to the product because you mm -hmm. know that, you know, it, um, now are, are all these products you're launching similar brands or, or are you always starting just different random brands? Mm, so I have uh, some product specific brands and some brands I just use for any miscellaneous products. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So then this product, you were there in April and May. You happened to be in China. You were browsing Amazon. You found it. You, you found a new supplier for it. Got it ready. 4,000, 5,000 units shipped to Europe and to U.S. What's your um, what's your launch strategy like? Like, like how do you how do you uh, what's some techniques you use? Like, how are you getting to page one? Are you just using, uh, you know, PPC? Uh, you have any special techniques that you can share? I use very basic. Uh, first of all, obviously, your product should have really nice photos. Should classify why your product is better than any other product in the market. How, how do you get nice photos? Do you have like a studio you, uh, you do business I, I, with or what? So I first will try to work directly with the supplier so that I don't have to spend a lot of money upfront for these photos okay. even because I'm not sure whether, how the product will going to do. And then if uh, I cannot get anything, then I try to look at Fiverr find some people okay. who can do for me and then also do the nice a plus content make sure the bullet points are really good everything this is a really basic thing to start yeah. with and then uh since i launch a lot of products and a lot of market i utilize one of the best tool of amazon that is amazon wine because that really mm -hmm. helped you and uh, if you will launch a product in a lot of market then you get a lot of reviews as well <laughs> For yeah. example, in uh, US market, you just get oh, and all the reviews are stacked together. Then you be uh, like, you get twenty Vine reviews in USA, twenty Vine yeah. reviews in UK in the same ASIN. Yeah. Now you've got forty reviews instead of ah, oh, okay, ah, oh, ha ha. I mean, I, I'm sure many people do that, but you know, it's, it's just kind of just dawned on me that like that's a good that's a good strategy to have, and then another reason why you should launch on the mm -hmm. uh, the same ASIN. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
yeah, then you, so you find the keywords uh, from Helium 10, like you use Cerebro, or what tool are you using? So for me, because some of the products are really new in the market, there are no competitors as well. So it's mm. really difficult to focus, you know, which would be the keyword. So I just use uh, Amazon automatic ads to check all the keywords which are performing. And by or by maybe every week, I try to optimize and seeing if some of the keywords are relevant, trying to put in the negative list. So and trying to make sure that those keywords are on the product title, bullet points. Yep. Yep. Yeah, to improve, to improve. So, like, just uh, very basic, to like, you know, things I use. And uh, once, like, initially, you always get very good reviews because of the wine. Because normally, people don't put a lot of negative reviews; they leave mostly positive reviews. So, you already got initial pull, you know, for your product. Yeah. And then okay. it it totally depends upon the actual customers' reviews. If the actual customers are uh, giving me good reviews, then I can be sure that this product is really doing good. And then I can have that as a long-term product, as long as there is a sale for this product. And then I started improving more of uh, my ASIN by putting videos, doing, you know, whatever things I can improve for this product, then putting some warranty related things, making sure the customer is always happy. Yeah, I feel like if you sell on Amazon, you should always align your values with what the values of Amazon are. Yeah, so okay. I just make sure that, so, uh, and I, I I take every detail of the customer to further improve the product as well, like checking voice, you know, a voice of customers. Yeah. yeah. So now, you know, thinking back then, from April, your your product research phase to negotiating negotiating with suppliers, you know, getting mm. samples and doing your customization, like you said, uh, sending it to the marketplaces, creating the listing in the different marketplaces, managing those PPC campaigns in the first few weeks to launch that product that you launched in July. Mm-hmm. Up until let's just say August, you know, so one month into the launch. Mm-hmm. approximately how many hours do you think that you spent doing all those things so for that one, one the, product? So one of the most uh, interesting time for me when I launched the product is the first sale. I look at the velocity of then another sale, how fast I can, I'm getting another sale, then, you know, checking the performance each day and whether it's improving or yeah. not. And yeah, I closely check every detail during those time. And uh, for me, whenever it's my first launch, my goal is not to make profit at all. And yep, never focus yep. on that. Yep. For me, the main focus is just to see how good is the product and how is the demand actually. Because uh-huh. uh, if, if your product reviews are good and you are early more, then you can make money for years for sure with this just one product. Okay. So, but then how... Same question, like the, how how long do you think you, you spent up until, you know, after those first few weeks of spending a lot of time checking the sales, you know, like, do you think it took you 50 hours from April to, to July or to August for that product? Was it 10 only or or approximately how long did, uh, did you actually put actual work into that product? I must say like maybe yeah, up to 30 hours at least. Okay. So about 30 hours of work um mm. for the one product and mm. and and then now like let's say a product gets mature you know now you are making profit now it's kind of taking care of itself like mm. how much time in a month do you spend 
on that product, would you say? You know, because I'm, you know, you're probably having to do your PPC mm. and and uh, you know check reviews, mm. customer service. Is it like one hour a month because you almost have nothing to do? Is it five hours a month for that one product? What would you say? So, if the product is really doing good, then the first important thing is to make sure that I have stock for this product. Sure. So yeah. I negotiate with the supplier and you know try to make sure that I have stock and then. I look at the competitors. If there is something innovating they are trying to do, and if I can implement the same as well, you know, as soon as possible. Maybe one of my suppliers is putting some new product as a free, or you know, trying to value add. Then I also make sure that I do some value addition as well, because uh, just because of this stuff, I don't want my product rank to go down. Yeah. So, so how, how long does it take? You know, like. What is your maintenance phase for a product for that, for that? So we're talking about that same product, you know, now, uh, you know, it's October, mm-hmm. that product you launched in July, like uh, how much time are you spending mm-hmm. on that product? So right now I felt that this product reviews are not really doing great and I'm not motivated enough right now to do further, even though, even without advertisement right now, I'm getting sales for those products. But if I'm trying, this is a low value product. So if I'm trying to invest a lot in the advertisement, it's not really giving me a lot of fruitful results. So right now I'm like, okay, once this product is sold, I will not start again. Mm-hmm. But then, but, but still, I, how much time is it? Are, are you spending on it? So every day I always wait for the helium ten email about my performance, and it gives me all the units I sold in each of the market and that really give me a lot of idea if something is going interesting then i try to figure out why it's going like that and for example yesterday i definitely checked on that product and i was saying like okay i'm getting sales not doing anything uh-huh. and uh, then i checked the reviews are there any improvement in the reviews or uh, is there a possibility of me i take uh, that as a possibility if i can you know sell this product for a long time but yeah, I see that I still have some stock left and the other variation is did really go good. I didn't have that, but I'm still wait and watch right now. I'm not uh, trying to buy something, you know, more from my suppliers. Yeah. Let's see. So, so, so you goes. think maybe less than one hour a month uh, you spend on it now? Yeah, maybe two hours. Yeah. So, so now we can, we're getting a little bit clearer picture of how you, you know, scaled up and still can be by yourself is, you know, like, Hey, maybe to, to find and, and vet the product and, and all the work to launch it only took you 30 or 40 hours. And now that it's in maintenance mode, maybe you're only spending one or two hours, you know, per, per product uh, mm-hmm. a month. Uh, but mm-hmm. I remember you telling me, you know, that you're leaving money on the table probably because you're not using like all of the tools or you're not doing all of that, the analytics since you're by yourself, yeah. but still yeah. even, with not doing everything that you could be doing, you're 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 doing millions of dollars. And then what what is your like profit margin? Uh, would you say after your expenses uh, for for your business? At least uh, 15%, 15-20%. So always want to make 15-20%. If it dips lower, then then you go ahead and uh, uh, cancel that product. If it goes less than eight eight percent, then definitely not worth it at all. 
So, so what's the future hold for you? Are, are you just going to keep doing what you're doing like this and just, you know, do stuff by yourself, you know, launch a product one, you know, once a month uh, and things like that, and then put it on maintenance mold? Or are you going to like, you know what, it's time that I need to start delegating some of my tasks and, and maybe take some employees on. What, what are you going to do next year in, in 2024? So ever since uh, I was at a BDSS event, that has completely transformed how I see things and how better I can do. And uh, from that time onwards, obviously I was traveling, so not focusing a lot during all those months. But right now I'm just thinking like every every day, once in a while I have thought about the delegation and what all things I expect from someone. And I'm, I'm right now in phase of hiring people to, okay. I, because I know, I know one thing that I can do a lot better what I'm doing right now. Yeah. If uh, I have people, for example, I have a lot of products in Australia. They do really good for me, but uh, I feel I'm so stupid that I'm not sending the inventory on time there. A lot of my products mm-hmm. are mostly on out of stock. And uh, if some market is doing really good, then I don't focus a lot on uh, the market which don't perform a lot well. For example, my USA and uh, UK and EU market do such so better, especially Germany, UK and USA, that I don't put a lot of efforts in Canada, Australia, Japan, India, India at all. So I feel it's really bad because I have all the resources, all the infrastructure. All I need to make sure is ordering the right quantity and making sure that I have stock for those products. That's it. Yeah. So I'm losing just that. That's the first thing that you're probably going to want to hire for is is like, hey, I need somebody just hundred percent managing making uh, my my supply chain, making sure mm-hmm. that I'm not running out of stock anywhere. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So, um, what would you say is your? I mean, I'm assuming USA is your number one marketplace. What would you say is your number two, three, and four marketplaces out of all those that you're selling on? UK, 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 UK. I feel can do a lot better as well. I really, I'm very happy with UK market a lot better than US market. Because I feel the competition is less, the margin is a lot better than USA. But overall sales, it's number two, you're saying, next to USA? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, So far, yes. But I think uh, in coming months, uh, UK will do better than USA, maybe, for me. Oh, really? Wow. That's pretty pretty impressive. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, so yeah, you got inspired by going to Billion Dollar Seller Summit. Uh, you can see mm-hmm. all the strategies that people are using, and these are strategies probably your competitors are using, and you're not, you know. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's like when you go to mm-hmm. events like this, it can open your mind as far as as uh, you know seeing what what is uh, possible um, out there. Okay, so uh, other than hiring, finally some help. What are some other goals for you for uh, next year? Uh, focusing on external traffic because uh, this is a huge thing really really huge thing because i see a lot of products on amazon having 30 40 reviews and then there's a competitor having twenty thousand reviews and they are on the top five products why because they're getting external traffic so external traffic is a really huge thing and uh, i think i should have some strategies to work on that thing maybe tiktok reels instagram reels and uh, I'm really like focusing a lot uh, to get some people on board related to marketing because that's where I feel I'm really not good at all. Uh So trying to work on that and uh, yeah, 
I think that can be a really big thing for sure. Okay. All right. Well, I wish you all the best of success. Uh, you know, I've seen you already at a couple events uh, this past year and uh, hope to see you again at, you. at some other uh, local events. And yes, please definitely start hiring people and get some help uh, that you need. And then Absolutely. you'll be able to travel even more. Uh, you'll have some more time on your hand and you can enjoy. What's your favorite place that you or craziest thing that you have done living as a digital nomad the last couple of years? So I'm kind of adrenaline junkie right now. So I do skydiving, uh, mostly a lot of sports, more, mostly a lot of sports related to air, you know. So when I was in uh, like just a few weeks ago, I was in north of Washington and I did some wing walking on a plane, like almost uh, 80 years old plane. I was walking on that plane and that was one of the craziest thing. Like and on the also, wings like, and stuff? I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was uh, <laughs> I really, I felt it good. No, you know, thank like, you. No, thank you. <laughs> for me, like uh, selling on Amazon is just giving me freedom to do what I love the most. Yeah. I just need financial freedom. That's it. Because yeah. that's it. Like it, and such a beautiful thing, like selling on Amazon. You can work and travel at the same time. Yeah, I, I because when when I'm. Tra- Whenever I'm traveling, still not many people. Very, I rarely meet someone who is selling on Amazon, to be honest, especially of my age group. And um, I, they're traveling because either they quit the job or they just got two weeks off from office. That's yeah. It. Yeah. So, and they have to go back to work, but so, not you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is a really, like, really nice life, you know, as a digital nomad. But only bad thing is that, when I'm traveling, I cannot focus a lot on my work. So I feel like uh, from going forward, maybe next few months or years, I would like to live at one place a lot more so that my work doesn't hinder. And obviously, if you will, if I want to approach eight or nine figure in coming years, then um, I cannot do by just one or two hours a day. I need to put sure. more efforts and really need to be very serious at work because big money comes with big responsibilities as well, I guess. All right, so why don't you leave us with a 30-second tip or 60-second tip? It could be either like an Amazon strategy or maybe it's a strategy for traveling, for how to live as a digital nomad, a strategy for Amazon India. It could be about anything. So uh, go ahead and uh, give us your strategy. Mm, So I feel like uh, there would be always a stress when you are selling on Amazon and uh, you always need to have a patience because Amazon will not fix your stuff in five minutes, even if your listing is gone, your account is gone or whatever. So the most important thing you can focus is on your mental health. And you can and you should prioritize that thing because in life you may make a lot of money. You can on the other day, if your account is suspended, you are doing your nothing. So but one thing can always help you is your mental health. And uh, I think exercising is one of the best thing because that has changed completely me. I still remember how I was during the first lockdown and how yeah, the journey from last three was, was not at all smooth at all, but not at all. Like, you know, not very smooth at all, but uh, going workout and not stressing that helped me to not to stress. So I think, yeah, everyone should do this. If you are especially selling on Amazon, because you don't have a lot of social life as well when you're selling on Amazon, yeah. except traveling. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Well, that's good that's, uh, uh, yeah. uh, for everybody to uh, to follow. Um, I, I wouldn't follow the having zero employees for a six million dollar business, but uh, everything else uh, is is kind of a you know something that I think a lot of people can do. Well, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I'll, I'll hope to see you in person sometime next year. Absolutely, can't wait to see you again, man. Thank you so much, Bradley.